Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. We're, this is the Brooklyn Combine. You want me to repeat you say what you yeah, say it. Repeat it. Yeah, this repeat is after that, me. Yo, you know what? Repeat after me. You let's see, she likes this dumb shit. She likes when you do this dumb shit, right? I this, like this it. This is the book. <laughs> In the name of the father. And of the son. And of the motherfucker. Yo, Jazz. You see this? Nah, we want, we want. Yo, I'm <laughs> yeah, This is the Brooklyn Combine podcast. So this is the Brooklyn Combine. Um I'm Kenneth Montgomery. I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world. She's a guest. She's not really a guest, though. She's actually not. not. She's actually supposed to be a part of this, but, but she, I never get the, you know what? The, she's always traveling around and cool. on flights and writing books and going on television shows and stuff. And, you know, so, but she's our sister, <laughs> uh, principal educator, Nadia. Lopez, Doc. Dr. Lopez. We call her Doc. She's Doc. here with us. And actually, she's going to drive the boat today. No. You're not driving the boat today? No, I'm here. You drive. As you a drive. guest. Yo, man. You drive. You I know what? Me. You got a smiley face on your chest. Yo, this man. is, this is, um. Why don't you grow up, man? This is you, a rap group from the 90s. <laughs> oh, that's hieroglyphics. This is what, I'm here. Right. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Nadia's here. The roll call? Yeah. Who else is here? Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jazz. Jazz, what you doing Jazz over there? Um, looking at Twitter. What you laughing at on that? We're on Twitter. What's making you laugh? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, that's they that's turn this out into a coconut. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of, yeah, well, that's future, kind of content. The future, the future's bright, everybody. <laughs> You know, definitely it's definitely it bright, you know. So just got a terrible text. Oh, from who? Your lady? Not good. No. Uh, from who? My boss. What's what's so terrible about it? Combine after. Oh man. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Phil's here. All right. But Phil's continue. Here. Phil is here. He had to go to the bathroom. He's he's had a bad stomach. Um, the virus stuff. Oh, we don't think it's the virus. It's just he's just. <laughs> You know, his stomach is acting up on it. Bad text? Oh, man. Conflict of interest. Oh, man. Is it in the guidelines? Do you have to choose? You got to choose. Okay, that's not a bad... You still got choices. That's not really a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Why do you have to make that choice? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll talk about it. So, who are, yeah, Phil is here. The, um, techn my technical director and intern... Philip is here, so today we're going to no talk fake news. Yo, listen, this is on a real note though. It's ten years. Ten years. Ten years that Mont Hall Bridges is in in existence, right? Mm -hmm. Ten years. Ten years. How do you feel? 
Um, I mean, accomplished, right? Because you were there. Yeah, I was. In the very beginning, even though I had to stalk you. You definitely, you definitely <laughs> was. Like, yo, Come you was. Yo, I, I, would, I was, yo, I was very impressed. Actually, from the first time that you brought me there, I was impressed. I remember that because you know what? You had, there was some politicians there. It was politicians and um, some Mr. law Reed enforcement. Was there. Mr. Reed yes. was there. Wow. Yes. Dr. Reed, actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel, for real, after 10 years? I mean, um... I know it's a lot of reflection. No, seriously, I feel accomplished, but it's it's been a hard, long road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people who may know me now through social media, they mm-hmm. look at the the post and think like wow think she's, popping. She, you know yeah. she's doing so I'm gonna much get my school and, she, kit yeah. and, get it and you get so many people who are like i want to open up a school mm-hmm. what did you do like i'm like it's not a toolkit you can buy mm-hmm. you know it's literally blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. um literally yeah and literally. You, can't, you can't count no um what that means and the sacrifices you make and i've seen you at the school seven days a week yeah so like literally in the beginning um when we opened the school and i say we because monica chu was there with oh, me oh what's, you know, what's up monique what's up chu opening the school i would get there at six in the morning and stay till midnight every single day mm-hmm. monique would come after me mm-hmm. um but she would definitely leave with me every single day at midnight like the custodian would be looking at us like it's time for y'all to go and we didn't have that many kids so it was the summer of 2010 um we didn't have any kids because there was they were supposed to close one school Mm -hmm. um and the NAACP felt that it was unjust Mm -hmm. and brought it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court put an injunction in and so it forced the school to stay open therefore it impacted the kids that I would be getting. I, I was literally supposed to be a feeder school. Um, and so because we didn't get those kids, it was like June 24th or 25th. And they were like, so you got to go out and find kids. And I was like, what are you talking about? In all of the schools, the elementary schools, the kids had already graduated. So the only thing I could do was find out about every block party. So I remember Latrice Walker. Mm-hmm. Um she was working for Congresswoman Clark. Yeah. She gave me the entire list. Mm-hmm. Um, I had known Tish James. Tish was like, any support that you need, please let me know. Alika Samuels, before she was even a um, mm-hmm. council member, mm-hmm. she was working with Jocko. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet Jocko mm-hmm. as well. And so I was on my grind. I was going into the projects. They were looking at me like I was straight crazy because... I didn't know if I was in Cephalo, mm-hmm. <laughs> Van Dyke, mm-hmm. Langston Hughes. I didn't care. I just was in the building. Um, and there were a lot of parents who were like, because you you just crazy and willing to walk in here, we want to put our kids yeah, in the you school. You know what? Because that was, that was credibility. Yeah. But at the same time, there were a lot of children who had extreme needs. Mm-hmm. And parents just felt like if it's somewhere new, then we're going to put them in there and you'll be able to help them. Um and so I've learned so much from that experience because I've 
you know, being an assistant principal in the community before I became a principal, and it was only a year that I did that, I got to see why um, Brownsville has been disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. It's been intentional. Yeah. Um, and you have so many people who are in the community who don't realize their value, and it's it becomes everybody for themselves. Yep. Right? And so when I came in, I was on on it like it's about building our community it's about our self-worth mm -hmm. that's why we picked the colors specifically mm -hmm. um the black and purple because i wanted the children to know like you are descendants of greatness and despite what anyone is ever going to tell you we can start creating your legacy now um, no and it, one of the things that really dawned on me like you've employed you've been a part of young people going to college from that school yeah. and then coming back and being employed yeah. at the school. Um, just the other day, a young lady who graduated home from college and it's like, that's, I, I won't say that's rare, but that's something that's really powerful because like you said, you know, for me, there a lot of the reasons why our community isn't working and to our benefit is that I think is exactly what you said. We don't know our worth mm -hmm. and it's almost like it's this, approach that for you to succeed you got to leave the community and don't come back when you create something where it pulsates and young people come back and contribute that's the whole definition of community well i mean that's that's how we have to think right and so for all of us in this room we understood that mm -hmm. we understand the value of someone taking time pouring into us mm -hmm. recognizing our strengths even when we don't even think we have strengths um, when you're in a community like Brownsville ha that every time you look at the news if you Google it it's something negative if you go outside there's gunshots if you like it's just how do you know your value and self-worth and so creating a school for me was about creating a community hub um, a beacon of hope that would allow children to just know like y'all are just dope I don't know if you I, I know because I know you so I know you did plan it this way I'm going to read you an email that I got this week Wednesday mm -hmm. good afternoon Mr. Montgomery I hope you're well you may not remember who I am so I would like to refresh your memory a little bit my name is I'm not going to put this stuff out there and I'm a teacher who invited you to our career day when I taught at Riverdale Avenue Middle School in Brownsville I first met you when you were on a panel for I Matter which was hosted by Principal Lopez a few years back. Your presentation was engaged blah, 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 all this other stuff. I have since changed schools and would like to invite you to our career day at Bedford Academy. Mm -hmm. That, like I wasn't even, I totally forgot about that. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't just, you didn't just start something with the students um, mm -hmm. for your school. You, no. you reached out in Brownsville and created an environment where I mean, the idea something is, like that can happen. The idea is that just because you create a school, you don't hoard the resources. You don't think it's all about you because that's where there's this unfortunate thing about the competition that mm -hmm. comes in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not here to compete with my colleagues. Like, we are all struggling. How you deal with that, though? Because I know that, though, just because it's not supposed to be like that, that's, that's a huge challenge. It is. In our but, community. But anybody who really knows me and y'all know me, mm -hmm. I'm all about my school my scholars 
the floor. My office is literally in the corner mm-hmm. pocket. Um, and I don't allow anyone on my team or the kids to even engage in that. Oh, we're better than them. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, when you leave this building, you are all from the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I don't perpetuate that type of culture in our building. I'm like, our competition are the people Central Park, mm-hmm. right south. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to be globally competitive. You know, you're... Your family means are not the same and people are always going to question you and tell you that you don't belong in a space. Mm-hmm. I need them to know that anywhere you go, you have the tools that you have a right to be there. So you competing against somebody in your neighborhood. No, what's going to happen is you're going to have opportunities that you're going to pull that person from your neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. to become better. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, even with I Matter, where we had the panels or she is me that we would bring people in, it was because you understand the dynamics of Brownsville. You understand what it means to live in that community Mm because you're from there. But there are people who would never come to Brownsville because of the stereotypes that they've heard. And then they come and they see all of these kids and they're like, yo, I didn't think that a school would do something like this. Mm -hmm. Or these kids are like amazing. Mm -hmm. Their questions, their insight. Um, And the same thing, taking the kids outside of the community is so important because you know, it's unfortunate that oftentimes they don't even get on the train to leave their immediate area. So they don't even get to see what the landscape looks beyond that yeah, community. Yeah. We're, we're looking back. Uh, well, what are you doing, man? What's that, five minutes? Yeah, let's take a little... You know. Take a break? Yeah. What, what would you like to listen to? Yo, now, you know what? We're going to play a female rapper because some years back... Because Nadia is a female Some years rapper. back, a lot of people don't know um, Nadia could spit... Like she, I she, wish everybody could like, see her now. It's like yeah, like yeah. I really wish people could see this actually now. She right. got like the hip hop. You know, if if MC Light was MC really really Light, feminine, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Who, who, Back in the day, who, I was, I was gonna like say MC who's your top? You know? Who's the top? MC Light. I mean, She's MC Brooklyn. Light, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, um, Rod Digger. I like Rod Digger. Rod Digger is good. Um, the boss. She ain't really had to work. She ain't had to work. She ain't had to work. Not so much. Who else? Fox. Oh, yes. So I I did. Oh, you you get down with Fox? Fox and Little Kim. But that was the 90s. But you know, the 80s was really. It was MC Light, you know. No, no, MC Light was boss. She was dope. Spence the the Salt and Pepper. I like Salt and Pepper. I had the the album. You like Nicki Minaj? I like Nicki. Alright, so with that, we're gonna take a break and be right back. Hit the white, don't you? Hit the white, don't you? Milk's bodyguard. 
is my bodyguard too You wanna get hurt, well this is what you do You put your left foot up and then your right foot next Follow instructions, don't lose the context 30 days a month, your mood is rude We know the cause of your bloody attitude Beat fighter, don't stop, take her Tell you to your face, you ain't nothing but a faker Beat fighter, don't stop, take her Tell you to your face, you ain't nothing but a faker Your style is smooth, even for a cheap mic You should've won a prize as a rock him sound like here's a milk bone, a sign of recognition Don't turn away, I think you should listen close Don't boast, you said you wasn't bragging You fucking liar, you're chasing a chuck wagon The only way you learn, you have to be taught That if a beat is not for sale, then it can't be bought When you leave the mic, you claim it's smoking Unlike Rakim, you are a joke And I think you ought to stop before you get in too deep Cause with a sister like Light, yo, I don't slip Beat fighter, don't stop, take her Alright, so we back. Yo, I really wish people... You know what? I, I just want to put out a gripe I got real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I love my sister. And it's like, you know, Phil... Phil gets a lot of leeway. He has a long leash. Lies. And, and I, have a, I, have a, I have a short leash. And I don't understand why sometimes. But it's all good. So I'm that's a long, yeah, that's a like longer podcast. Know, it's a whole like therapy session. Podcast. What, you know, but look, I'm going to move on because I've grown. I'm move on, mature, move on. Very mature. Um, in 10 years, mm-hmm. what, I'm not going to ask the bullshit question about what would you do differently. Forget that. There's not, I'm not going to differently. Yeah, I ain't gonna <laughs> I'm not asking that. Yeah. And, and, and um, <clears throat> knowing the issues that we have had um, in America concerning educating our children. Yes. From the legal side, from community from all types of uh, obstacles we've had to have Mm -hmm. if you can create an environment where it was solely up to you what would that environment look like as far as educating our young people and the community um like what would some of the essential things that you think is, is very important and some of the things that we should definitely always get rid of. So I'm going to start with the things that I think we should get rid of, which is the belief that we can't do things. Like we're always asking for permission. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, folks just don't pay attention to the way the education system is set up. Mm-hmm. In this society where policies are constantly changing, um, and it's based off of capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's based off of um, relationships that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with our interests in mm-hmm. terms of people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of school leaders who subscribe to what's thrown at them. And yeah, okay, you have to follow policies. I get it. But some of it just doesn't make sense. And some of it, you know, in two or three years, they're gonna change yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is always think of 
the children? Mm -hmm. What do they need to be successful? And it needs to be school by school because what my scholars need doesn't doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that the school down the block, Mm -hmm. that's what they need, Mm -hmm. right? So if we take a fair look at the children that's in your core building and in your core community, what are some of the things that they're lacking? So that means you actually have to engage in conversations. You mm-hmm. have to actually show up and listen, mm-hmm. right? Because people like to just talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And even those who are like the most woke and, you know, they know everything about culture. What mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. what your experiences are isn't what someone mm-hmm. today has experienced. And so that's why there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And especially young people don't want to hear nothing you have to say. Mm-hmm. So we need to be mindful of that and bridge a connection that allows everyone to really um, connect with each other. Um, and in terms of like the community, I mean, you're a great example. The combine is a great example. We have to leave the doors open and engage in conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, oftentimes the gap generationally, um, older folks think the younger kids are disrespectful. Mm -hmm. They don't want to listen. And the younger kids think that the older folks are just always hard and they don't want to listen. But it's just like, if we listen to each other's stories, we see the commonalities that allow us to understand that what's happening in our communities today have happened for generations. And so, you know, one of the premise around the combine and around my whole bridges is we need to come up with solutions instead of mitigating Mm -hmm. on what the problems are. And so I think that that's been the success of the school Mm -hmm. um, because I don't just draw off of what I think is right. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to ask questions. And it's funny you say that because a lot of people may not realize that um, our, our, the reason why we decided to do the combine is very similar to why you decided to start the school. Mm-hmm. And it was, an, it was a, a realization that um, we needed to find our common narrative. Right. You know, and I, I think we forget that we have a narrative, a collective narrative um, between community and individuals that we can tap into. But like you said, if we're not communicating and talking, we don't get there. And that's a hard, that's, what I learned about society, particularly um, dealing in the law and, and the people in general, um, there he goes again. It's cool. Yeah. That's all right. Cool. Listen, we just having a deep conversation. Phil be doing a lot of a lot of uh, gazy shit. Yeah, behind behind the scenes. It's all right, but um, you know that common narrative is helps create ideology. Yeah. And I, what I, what bothers me sometimes is that we don't have a working ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what you've done though, and what a lot of people don't realize is that you really helped us um, navigate the combine in certain spaces we should go into and how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really important. And I, you know, I don't know if I ever said thank you on behalf of your brothers, all of us, for that. That's really no, important. No, I know you beef about us because we, you know, it's events it's you love, feel you don't right? get it's invited to. You know, when my walkie-talkie, you, know, you know, there's no lot of stuff. Not on the right threads. Oh, they here we go. Here stuff. we go. Here we go, right? And there's a um, lot of threads. Oh, there's two, it's cool. two threads. It's two threads. I'm not on the right one. You don't have a penis. Oh, wow. wow. Yo. 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 No, it's cool. It's cool. Yo, look, look. Naughty. Not, oh yeah. Me and you got a thread, <laughs> all right? 
We got our own thread. No, it's a girl. It is a girl. It is a, it's a girl. It is a woman thread that we not a part of either. With Candace. Yeah, Legra. We don't talk that often. Unless oh, we're here we go. Yo, That's man. What you know what? You know what? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's stay on track. You see how? Thank you. Turn into conversation about genitals. Thank you, Nadia. Wow. We love you, man. Okay, thank love you. you. But listen, we're very appreciative of, no of what... Because no. you know what? You, <laughs> you've helped me identify... Because I teach law school. Mm-hmm. Um, teach undergrad college. We we have our Ponga, uh, combine initiatives. We was in Red, Red Hook of recent. But we was at the other school, um, the old 275, Kappa 5 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But And a bunch of other things that we've done. But you've helped us change the idea something you had said about a while ago about the future of education and what schools should look like Mm -hmm. and that that always stuck with me like yo maybe we are envisioning schools totally wrong because because you're envisioning based off of your experience right and Mm -hmm. the experience is based off of preparing kids to work Mm-hmm. in the industrial system mm-hmm. it was never intended for us to flourish and mm-hmm. those who could flourish didn't look like us yeah. right they came from um households where they were more affluent mm-hmm. and it could be like we know we would initially say um white families but the reality is that there were black families They're who were affluent as well Absolutely. and so opportunities of travel mm-hmm. opportunities of getting to meet people especially if you went to college mm-hmm. um your peers in in those spaces your kids then become like well known to that space but when you look at kids like that in brownsville that they're going to be the first generation if someone lets them see what college looks like lets them experience what that could be like for them Mm -hmm. and so for me the school was supposed to be more about creating this experience that was going to be like i felt like magical Mm -hmm in which their blackness wasn't a threat, Mm. but it was something that was part of their armor. And it was something that, although the world would see it as, you know, anger rather than your passion, it was going to be seen as um, not as intelligent, but you you best believe that you are the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, That your creativity was going to be considered like a distraction. I wanted kids to know like, no. Let's get that out the way. Here's who you came from. Mm-hmm. Here are the people who have been made to feel invisible, who were black leaders, who were Latino leaders, who looked just like you, who had similar stories. And that's why it's important to bring people back, right? Because everybody in the combine has had a story. Mm-hmm. And whether it was a combine or, you know, I've, I ask everyone, I roll up on everyone, they call me the thug when it comes <laughs> to kids. No, I call you, uh, you know, my nickname. Gooch. Gooch. Yeah. All I don't ask for myself, I really Mm -hmm. ask for the kids. And I just want them to know, like, you're entitled to this. Like, if there's any sense of entitlement, you're entitled to meet these people um, who you can aspire to be one day. Mm -hmm. And so you find that a lot of schools aren't willing to do that. No. You find that a lot, like we were talking about Hair Fest, me and Phil, mm-hmm. and Hair Fest is a celebration. Hair Fest is coming up. Well, we had to cancel it because of coronavirus, but um, it's a celebration of our culture and our crowns, meaning our coils and our community. 
And people will be like, why why are you creating a day in which you're talking about hair? And I'm like, it's just not about hair. It's about our self-esteem. It's about learning how to maintain ourselves mm-hmm. and engage in conversations mm-hmm. on wellness. Like, it's a whole thing, yeah, right? absolutely. And we don't talk about that. I can't tell you how many girls come in with low self-esteem, wanting to fight because their edges weren't laid. Mm-hmm. They didn't have enough money to get mm-hmm. their hair braided. And it starts um, early, I feel like, too. It does. I had a... Um, you know, uh, it, it, we have our daughters, and 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 our daughters are constantly inundated, and by our nieces with, by these images mm-hmm. online and these images on these magazines of perfection. You know, uh, forget about if they're in a school where there's you know young white children. Mm-hmm. You know, they they, they have, feel they have to they look have like to look them. like them, mm-hmm. and um, that that's um. That's something that I've really picked up on, and I really love how when you walk into Mott Hall and you see those young girls, they're not shy. The young they, girls, they the don't give a, on the wall. Yeah, the artwork. They don't give a, a sense of insecurity. They don't, they it's got not big even there. They because when yes. I started wearing my big throws, Absolutely. they were like, oh, man, No, <laughs> no yeah. but I, it's, it's serious, and I, and I think that's very important because, you know, for me, Black women have been the glue of this society, mm-hmm. the world society, to be honest with you. Right. And no one seems to give them their space and their ability to make mistakes, be right, mm-hmm. be wrong, grow. It's like we automatically put them, even as fathers, we do that sometimes. But um, that that's why um, that was the other thing that I had to make sure that I taught the girls and the women of the school, we were intentional about teaching the young ladies that it's okay to make mistakes Mm -hmm. because they're so hard on themselves Mm -hmm. and then they're hard on each other and they're so critical and judgmental and they're they're really subscribing to what everyone else in society has told them you know for the likes turns into what's in the classroom and i'm like that has nothing to do with anything like the real world this doesn't look like that so I've taken so many girls to, if I'm speaking at a conference and it's in New York, I'll take them. And then they're like, oh my God. And so many people are so excited to meet them mm-hmm. because um, they're like, you're, you're one of Miss Lopez's uh, scholars. And they're like, yes. And they feel like celebrities <laughs> because I'm like, I'm only here because of you. You know, I think it's important that they understand how much I um, revere them as much as people are revering me. Like, I'm here because of what your potential will be and because of what I see and what you're you're likely to become hmm. you know and and for those people who are like oh my god this is amazing what you're doing it's because they never would have considered that you were worthy right. enough mm-hmm. wow um i think we should take a break <sighs> have dr lopez have a sip of this wonderful ginger tea is this ginger? Oh, is this for me? Yeah. I thought one was for Nima. No, she got her. Uh, I, they, I got her. That's for oh, you. You're our, you're our guest of honor. You know like what I'm saying? Ginger. You're our special guest. I that appreciate is. knowing that. And that's for me. So. I'm not going to say this doesn't happen. This this. You know what? Happen. Y'all nah, take care on, of me. Why Y'all take care of me. Don't, don't go there. Then we do. We, Phil, we you took care of me. You what do you mean? Wait, see, that's what I'm talking see, no, about. Phil went and got me like a green juice. And then one day he was like, yo, you good? He bought me water. Do you need anything from the store? I don't know if Every he's time. done that. I don't think Every he's time. done that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think he's remember. done that. He's never done that. He's never called so, me on his way here and asked me. You know, 
Okay. I would just call you in general to see how you're doing. Can you look in your phone? Really? I've done that. I've checked it. Check your phone. We got no. time. We got time. For real? Word. You know we got time. I check you know it on what? you because I know just, your I'm job just, is hard. I'm going to just, I'm going to just, you know what? It's all good. Check your teeth, man. You know what? It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, so two we're going to, we're going to take a quick break. All right, it's two breaks. Two quick breaks. Two quick breaks. Quick break. Quick break. Mama, yo, we we'll we'll should play John Legend for Mama Lo. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to do that. No, we're going to do that. No, we're not. No, we're not. Okay, so we're back, Dr. Lopez. I just want to throw this out there. You, you, you've done some really cool things at your school. I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're so modest. But, but in particular, you, you've started like quite a few 
thoughtful initiatives that are not common, yeah. but also focus on all the things you talked about from community to self-esteem to whatever. Can you mm-hmm. just give us a quick rundown of like what some of those were? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So we have uh, storytellers. Storytellers, we usually do it um, during November. First half day. Um, so that's usually like parent-teacher conference and there's a half day. And the reason why we decided to do storytellers um, on the half day was because I found that the scholars weren't coming to school because they felt like half days meant like they didn't have to come to school. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I like these guys. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> so I decided like if we bring people in to tell their stories, um, and like we'll find themes. So the past couple of years have been around um, their their road to college or not going to college. Whatever choice you decided to take, um, it engaged the scholars and the teachers as well because there's things that oftentimes, especially educators who've never been career changers, they don't get in. They don't have the opportunity of being inspired by other people's stories, so they get to learn about. Um, individuals journeys that's very very helpful to them um and and makes them want to come back and Mm -hmm. do more work um so we do that then we have digital day the reason why i did that is because i found that um we're so underrepresented in the tech space Mm -hmm. and kids don't know what tech means outside of facebook and instagram Snapchat, I was just like, no, there's people who are actually web designers. There are people who, um, you know, like jazz. I've never been invited to Digital Day. Actually, yes, you, you did. were. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Did. Actually. And you did the computers with the kid coding. Mm-hmm. I have a picture. But I'm going to digress and move to the yeah, side. Because, um, and so we do that. Um, and that brings out like minimum 24 people. And that's really, really great. I get a lot of folks on LinkedIn, um, Twitter. Instagram. We have She Is Me. She Is Me is a celebration of our girls. Um, so that falls in line with Hair Fest as well. But She Is Me is actually a program that we identify girls who really need that support. Any child can actually um, join. Um, if they identify with being girls, that's fine. But anyone can join. But there's a specific core group of girls that we know need that support. Um, and that helps to build their self-esteem and they have like a coach in each grade level. We have I Matter. I Matter was originally my brother's keeper when we first started the school, but what ended up happening was men weren't necessarily wanting to volunteer their time because they thought that I wanted them to be committed for long periods of time. And I was just like, no, I just need you for two hours. And then, in 2014 after the George Zimmerman's case there was also like stop and frisk was really running rampant in Brownsville like I would literally go outside and watch officers just like take kids who were walking doing nothing um and stopping them broad daylight and frisking them and I was just like how do they even know that they are of value um and then there was a one-year-old antique henness that was shot and killed around the corner from the school as well his father was in gangs and Um, in a gang and he was shot in the head and so for me I was just like these young men go through so much and because they're always taught to be strong to never say I need anything to never cry to never share what their wants are I just wanted to know whether or not they knew if they mattered 
And then I was just sitting with um, my team and I was like, you know what, I think we're just going to change it to I matter because I, they need an affirmation. And whether or not there are men in our community that shows up, them showing up is important enough for me. So that's been really, really successful. And that turned into the mentoring on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. um, what else do I do? I mean, I'm always creating something mm -hmm. all the What's time. What's up with the book? Oh, a tribe. Oh, A Tribe Called Us. I did that because I felt like um, a lot of, like, I Matter and She Is Me became too gender specific. And I wanted to create a space for inclusivity and diversity um, so we can invite people of all walks of life. When you going to um, work politics? And so what I decided was I was going to create A Tribe Called Us that celebrated us um, and was, uh, like, people just felt like I feel included in the space. And so, yeah, and all of those things become annual. So anything that I do is not just for a picture or show. It really is part of the fiber of the school. And the kids go to Harvard, they go to Yale. They they, Where are they supposed to go to? They go to HBCU. No, weren't they going to out of the country? But they because were of the going virus, out of the country. Where were they going? Um, they were supposed to go to Italy, Greece. Oh, hell no, not Italy. Nah, yeah, no. So I we had to cancel. Out of the country. Well, you know, Jazz, That's you have to change your behavior. Right, like, you're not a student at my home. Right, like, what is this? You got it. <laughs> See this scammer, right? right See this outfit you got on. Black man on. Black man on deck. <laughs> so, yeah, and we make sure we take them to HBCUs, especially because our kids have no idea what that is. Um, and SUNY and CUNY. So, for the time that they are in sixth grade all the way through 12th grade, we actually pay for them to go on college trips. And um, have our own college fair as well. Yeah, yeah. It's um. What's up with the book? What book? The next book, that book. Yeah. Now you quiet, right? Jonah Lewis. Selective. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. No, I. You know, I'm just. Listen. Here's. Listen. Right listen. Now. Listen. Like, listen. Oh, here we out. go. Here we go. Listen. Right. And I'm the scammer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wow, I need to just take a sip of that water. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can go from here to Flint, to Detroit, to Compton, to Gary, Indiana, uh, Little Rock, and you can get up and, and start observing, and you can start building with the community and other teachers at different schools to um, give a different paradigm. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, so I have the Bridge to Brilliance book mm -hmm. that told the journey of the school and anecdotes about the scholars. Mm -hmm. And then I had the second book, which was Teaching in the Fourth Industrial Revolution that gave great context to various types of models throughout the world that is preparing every single child for, I don't want to say, it's not so much the 12th, the 21st century, but it's really what is yet to come. Yes. Which is what the fourth industrial revolution is, which our education system isn't really up on, at least not here in the States. Not every school is. No. Um, but what I've been like really in my time away from the school, mm -hmm. which I'm sure we're going to get into. We're going to talk about that. Um, I've really been focused on culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, pro that's problematic in school systems. Mm -hmm. Every business that is successful, if you read books for business, they always talk about culture, culture. Mm -hmm. first. 
um, and what has worked, what hasn't worked, how do you pivot, how do you um, get buy-in. And I'm like, successful schools have a great culture. And I want to say that my hall has been able to do that because no matter how many people have transitioned out of the school, me not physically being there now, because there's a culture that remains, um, it stays consistent with and, in terms of the expectation. And, and that's a great way to look at it because the, the statistics and the data are clear that most children, black and brown children, their school districts and their schools, in comparison to white schools, mm -hmm. are underfunded. Yeah. I mean, we are undersupported. Yeah, undersupported. But when you have when you have a healthy culture, culture yeah. you can compensate for that underfunding. Exactly. Um, something I want to tell you. I know you're aware of this. Uh, um, I, I I think me and you spoke about it. I was invited to Illing Middle Middle School up in Connecticut mm -hmm. <clears throat> to give a, a school to prison pipeline. Yes. Um, I went up there, uh, brought my comrade. Tony Rico up there with me and Shout out to Tony. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I, I talked about you a lot in the, in, um, what I've learned from you and, and some observations that you had early on in your career, not, not really as the, the, the administrator, but as a teacher mm -hmm. and, and how you were able to see these children and see some of the things that they bring into the school with them because people forget the school is just the hub of the community. Yeah. Whatever good or bad you got in your community, it's going to find its way in your school right. at some point through something, whether, you know, whatever it may be. And I, and I told them about, you know, all what I've learned from you and they were very intrigued by it. Um, and what I found myself and I found myself talking to a majority of white teachers mm -hmm. and white administrators um, about um, what's the what's the term that you guys use? Um, equity. Equity. Yes. Uh, we talked to administrators. It was about equity. There's equity and cultural. Cultural. Yes. And then in yes. the school, when I went to talk to the staff and the teachers. Right. That shit was like Jerry Springer vibe. Yeah. Like they, cause you know, you got this teacher who got assaulted by a five-year-old and want to talk about charges. it. Yeah, press charges and yeah. using language like assault, and like he's a cop. Instead of just being like, so yeah. look, look at the five-year-old. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I learned. You better stop. <laughs> it, helped, it helped me to really bridge because what I realized is that when teachers and lawyers in the criminal setting get together, Yo, a lot of good things can happen. Yes. Um, but it has to be a fair exchange. And they got to be... Um, everybody got to be into the kids having agency over themselves and their minds. And I, and I don't think people think like that with young kids of color often. You know what? They just don't ask the question, how are you and what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I've found that a lot of teachers... They don't realize the power of their words. Like we say it, mm -hmm. but they don't really understand the power of their words and their actions. Um, things you say to kids can can make them feel like even if they're defiant, you don't know what they experienced Yo, when they were home. You can remember right? you can remember the stuff those teachers tell you for the, yeah, rest, for of the rest of your life. I got a few. Miss Holloway called said I had the devil in me. And and and. There's always that idea in your mind that what they said is like you become you start self sabotaging because you think that what that person says mm -hmm. is the absolute truth. truth. Yeah, and you have kids who are experiencing mental health issues. Their parents are dealing with that. Um, they're suffering from abandonment. 
poverty is just mm-hmm. an issue mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they've the been sexually the, abused. Sexually abused. The new age of social media. Yeah, uh, social media. Just lack of access. There's just so many things, and so their defiance is coming at you because you represent the thing that they can't accomplish or they don't see at home. And and sometimes the defiance is like I don't even have the skills to communicate mm-hmm. my needs. Mm-hmm. And so I would get criticized a lot when I started the school because I would literally sit with kids for an hour or two hours, and it was just like how you, you do were anything you else? were investigating in the risk factors, right? That, you know, and, and and I was willing to go to the house. Yes, and you know? and you were willing to do what good lawyers do in high stakes uh, cases and in the death penalty work that I'm mm-hmm. involved with. You got to figure out what the narrative is and you got to get to the mitigation. Right. You know what the aggravators are. Mm-hmm. What's the mitigators? Yo, and if you and if you stop. don't do that, then the adults will subscribe to the narrative that this kid isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. They're not worth even spending time. They're intentionally blocking the kid out. So if they're in the classroom and they need a pencil, you're not giving them a pencil. Because mm-hmm. why didn't they bring a pencil to school? Because they ain't have a pencil. Like... Did you have to pay for the pencil? <laughs> you know, like there's all of these things that our children face. Um, and so we become so biased towards who they are. And so at a young age, they start thinking, I'm not good enough. Yep. You're not listening. So they start acting up in the classroom because they want the attention. And because the negative attention gets them some type of attention, oh, they yeah. continue on. Absolutely. And that's how we start feeling. And, and, that, and that implicit bias uh, stretches past race gender yeah. it goes in a different we got are we taking a break real quick yeah when we get back though we want to hear what you've been doing you know and i you know i ain't trying to blow you spot up with none of that either but i don't you know me and you don't he's not trying to but you know he's what saying, saying it. whatever let's take a break real quick the water on kenny real quick
back um well this is a serious topic for me though because we actually were concerned about you we always concerned about you you be moving around too much sometimes get on a plane doing here there um not sleeping not drinking water um working all day exhausting yourself to you know like you go on a football field you gonna leave it all on the field and then you you spit you know because if you work seven days off that means you don't have a day off so Spoken like the person who lives my life, but go ahead. You know what I'm saying, uh-huh. but, but you know, look, I'm leaving it all. I'm like, I'm like, um, what's wrong? I'm like Deontay Wilder. I want to die in the ring. You know what I'm saying? That's there how I'm go. moving. Yeah. Leave, don't throw in the towel on me. All right, you are different. You, you are, you are a really strong person, and we really need you. But why did you have to take a break? I had to take a break because. I had what was the equivalent of a nervous breakdown. My body had a breakdown. Mm. Um, and y'all know from from knowing me, I go hard and I, I'm relentless and I don't stop. And the demands of having to be disruptive and being unapologetic. And, and a mother. Being a mom, being a daughter. A daughter. Um, Mama Lowe. Shout, shout out. Shout out John Legend, man. We don't really um, like you, but Mama Lowe. <laughs> Right. People, people um, magazine, man of the year. Man, no, no, it's sexy, sex, hunk of the year, man. I don't know who was posed in that, but you know, it's all, cool. all of that it's and cool. managing her, um, you know, running myself ragged because at the end of the day, when you, when you're fighting for a cause and you're fighting against oppression, 
and you're fighting against your own people, like you, you say expect, it again. Say that again. Yeah, you you expect racism because this is what the world we're living mm. in. But then it's worse when you're having to fight against your own people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and there's a lot of people who put you in a category of like this mystical person. Like you don't <laughs> have any feelings. You don't like you're not human. I'm not human, and so. I found myself always constantly having to show up at a thousand percent because I was also um, subscribing to what people were thinking. If I didn't show up, then someone was going to say something or if I I didn't show what I was doing every single minute that people were going to think that I wasn't doing anything. Um, And so that almost became like the narrative. But I was just I was just dealing with a lot of. People not believing in the vision. Um, and Keith, me and Keith go back and forth a lot because he would always think like, you know, that you're exaggerating how it's, things are being said until he was actually like face to face with how things were being said or the people who were saying it. And I'm like, yeah, these are the people who are in positions of evaluating me. These are the people who are in the position of creating policies. And they don't care. They don't, they, all they care is about moving up in ranks. And when it comes to folks in general, oftentimes in our community, folks, they just want to be in a know and how, instead of like, how do we, how do we create something so great that everybody's looking at what we're doing as opposed to, I'm going to hate on you. I'm going to turn against you. Like, you know, and it almost, and also creates paranoia. So mental health wise, like I was shot. Um, physically, I was shot. I wasn't drinking water. Um, because I forget I would, I didn't drink water. I would go in the building at seven, seven thirty. I didn't eat till three thirty, four o'clock. And then what they have to offer in in, in Brownsville, I don't want to eat. Um, try to call. You wasn't going eats. to the gym. I wasn't going to the gym because I was staying in school until uh-huh. eleven, twelve o'clock at night. And then I had the audacity to bring a yoga instructor in the building. Uh-huh. I would do yoga for an hour, and then at 7 o'clock when I'm done, I'm back in my office for another three hours trying to get work done. So I was like, you're never off. You're never like... And when you do yoga, you really need to leave because you release so much energy. Mm-hmm. So I release the energy, and then I'm back in the thick of things. So you didn't, replenish, things, you didn't so I didn't. time to And so um, I developed an autoimmune disease that Im- impacted my kidneys, but I had done that prior, like... You know, you start out with, and this is from a, years ago, like 2013. Like, I found myself going to the doctor. Right, no, no, 2011, 2012. Going to the doctor, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I had issues with insomnia. I had stomach issues. You start out with um, acid reflux. You take a Prilosec. You take your Tums, Mylanta. And then I had, I had to take Protronics. And then... Um, they knock you out, put the camera down your throat. Yeah, they yeah, did, did that, that. but they did, they that, did that, that in 2014, and then they found out that I had esophilic esophagitis, so that mm. meant my white blood cells was attacking my esophagus. And so my doctors were like, you need to take a break. And so when everybody saw the story of Humans of New York, and it's like, oh my God, this principal is doing amazing things, I was I wanted to quit, not because of anything outside of the fact that I was just tired Mm -hmm. and I felt like people weren't listening when I was like I am tired and what I kept hearing was 
But you're on your Lopez, you'll be good. Like, take a week Cause off. People, because people get caught up in what they think is celebrity and all this other yeah. nonsense. nonsense. And then, and but then there was the guilt of if you leave, then you are becoming a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And what about the kids? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I'm always about the kids. But then, who is going to step in for the kids? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't feel like there was someone in a position to take over. Even though I had an AP, she had just started with me. Mm-hmm. So two years passed, the doctors were like, you need to stay out. And then I was getting all this pushback. And I was um, from folks talking about, you know, who are you going to leave in the building, even though you have an assistant principal? Um, is she qualified? And I was like, yo, she's more than qualified. Yeah. She's like, been what here. are you she's talking been about? Like, yeah. And she understands the vision. Mm-hmm. She, she's not going to compromise it. And I didn't, I didn't, it didn't work out. And then we were dealing with a, a young man who had a lot of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very, very taxing yeah. um, because people don't believe young black males have mental health issues. Oh, hell yes. And I'm like, we just bad. Right. It's <laughs> just like if, he, you know, if he wanted to do something, he, he would do it. it. And I was yeah. like, that's not how it works. No, they do not. little by little things. And then when it they're giving you the signs the whole way, the, the whole, the whole way. Um, and so we had to deal with that. And then there was the following year was 2018. We had a number of scholars who came in and thought they were running things Mm -hmm. and the adults was like who's in charge in terms of like they they really are shifting the culture Mm -hmm. and i kept we kept bringing in the parents and i was like i'm not into social promotion i don't care what they did in elementary it's not happening here Mm -hmm. so every single month at least twice a month we had parents coming in for specific scholars they're not going to pass this is what they need to do this is what needs to happen and ultimately what happened, June came in and the kids had already been programmed because they've been through the school system. You go to summer school. We're good. I was like, yo, you've been absent 80 days. Like minimum. These kids, absent 80 days, late 100 days. There's 180 days of school. You're not going to the next grade. You cannot manage. I'm not doing that. And they were like, what? I said, if you fail five classes, you've been literally late or not in school for 180 days. I can't, I can't allow this to happen. And because I was, I pushed back on that and I held the kids over. Any other school would be like, yo, can we get them out the building? I sat with my staff. I sat with the parents and we all came to an agreement because the parents said when they were in elementary school, we, we thought they were going to hold over our kids. And they kept pushing them along. Ms. Lopez, I know they, they shouldn't be in this grade. So essentially what ended up happening, you know, folks don't like that. How are you doing this? You're going to put kids in prison by your actions. And I was like, I have a whole TED talk that says I open a school to close the prison. prison. Yeah, and whatever they need. What are you going to do different? We're going we're gonna to make sure that they understand there are consequences to actions. And we're going to all mentor these children. Yeah. And when I tell you all of those kids... Um, understood after actually appreciated it you would think they wouldn't appreciated it they appreciated it and they were able to get it like and then it shifted the culture right back to where it was supposed to be because one adults felt like we are not here to let kids just pass along and make their lives easier you know even though they've been sitting here playing in my class all day the scholars realized like oh for, this, for, this is not playing. I know that this is not directly related to that, though. Mm-hmm. But how important is uh, the the curriculum you you architect and the teachers that you hire or bring in to perform it 
and then the professional development? I mean, first and foremost, the, the, the staff is always important. Um, the challenge is Brownsville is a hard community. So you can come in with good intentions, mm -hmm. but it's hard, very hard, not to get hardened through the process, mm -hmm. especially when you don't have parents who really come in and support so you need you need teachers who preferably or in, a, in an ideal ideal world scenario you want adults who are diversified in their life experiences but who understand systems but really understand the history of a community like Brownsville. Yes. And not not. But you know, but I will be honest. You can mm -hmm. do all of that, and it wears <laughs> so on you because it's every it's single day, day, it's every day, right? It's yeah. not just like it's not one thing like. You literally take on the trauma of the mm -hmm. community. You take on the fact that they're like the lack of equity and how intentional it is. It's sometimes it's just hard to breathe, right? And so me getting sick, I was holding the bag for everyone. I was making sure my team was fine because I didn't want them to mm -hmm. feel like I was feeling. I was making sure the parents were good because I saw what they yes. were going through. I was making sure the kids were good because I was burning the candle like, too many ends. And it was. Too many ends, but my team, I know that they understood that I took on a lot for them, right? And so now that I'm not in the position of being in the school, um, as, the, as the principal of the school, taking that step back, you know, from the sidelines, I make sure that they're better. So professional development not only includes them building curriculum and content that's reflective of what the kids need, but personal development. Mm -hmm. So time management, cooking healthy meals. Prioritizing. Prioritizing um, themselves. Um, we have somebody come in and they, they're doing many retreats at the school for them, massage therapy, just things that adults need because mm -hmm. I've, I've been in like Google's building. I've been inside of um, Twitter and LinkedIn and I'm <clears> like, oh, this is real nice. <laughs> they got chefs preparing meals and they got pods to sleep in. So right now we're also um, working on creating a wellness space for adults so that in between they have a place to retreat to so that they can feel whole. Just mm -hmm. so if, if even if it's for 45 minutes. But, yeah. you know. You're going to be the matriarch of the combine school. What happened? You're going to be the matriarch of the Here combine school. Hmm? I'm not even off of a sick leave. You already said about the conference. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? The pressure. Did we just talk about the people in pressure? No chill. Yes. What happened? No, what? It's all good. I recall it's been an ass for a very long time, right? And we've been yeah. here, this same spot. Yo, you know, right, Jazz? You're right. You're right about that. While I was in the other school, I was being asked. You know what? You should drink your tea right now. Oh, I think you should have a break. You know what I'm saying? I'm sipping. Sipping your, sip your tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sipping sip your tea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what? She was giving me the cutthroat thing. Dude, just. You see what he just did? This is it. This is the last segment. This is the last segment? Yes. Play people hold on, then. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So we gotta, we gotta ratchet it up a little bit then. Um, how you how you been since your oldest and your only child is out of the house? You've been crying. Nope, Shout out I'm to Sine, my dog. I'm in great. You didn't cry one time. 
cried. I probably I yeah, cried, cried once, yeah, but you know what? Because I was um, Sinead don't even be calling you like that. No, she calls me every day, all day, <laughs> and FaceTimes me. Like she wants to make sure I'm not at the school. No, she. We was at the restaurant. Well, yeah, last she was week. like, she, you know, she, she wanted yeah, to make sure who was did, I with. Yeah. Um, no, I think that it was good space. It was good space for me because I haven't been by myself on my own without responsibility mm. since before I had Sine, mm. right? And so that's 18 years. Now you got time, you can have so, another Sine. Wow, mm. it's not happening Word here. Not, you know so let's <laughs> move right along. Um, uh-uh. I don't know. Yo, what? You know how many I mean, dudes man, be hitting your brothers up? Yeah, that's great. We not even got you don't remember the combine parties? Yo. Hey, how you doing? But I'm not dropping loads. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yo, whoa, right, hey, hey, keeping it 100. Um, but no, I enjoy. I've enjoyed this time because I've been able to get myself well mentally, physically, and emotionally, and that's allowed me to become a better mom. Yeah, because I was given to everyone. That's what's up. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah. And listen, take your time because your health is most important to us physical and mental health and at the end of the day you know we're floating through a rock uh floating in a rock through space with some crazy assholes yeah, anyway look. look shit is going down right now you know right. school might not even be there tomorrow it's, it's, listen the way the department of ed is still it was still open <laughs> <laughs> word yeah, yeah, you know, want everybody dead before they get to school <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> you got your leader on press conferences with the corporations you know with health emergency right concerns, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look, we have a good target. If y'all need school supplies, go to Target. Go to Target, you know, you know get the markup, the, yeah, the, the, shrug, the Martin Shrugging on school supplies. Get in the alpha. Yo, these pencils, these pencils, <laughs> is $50, set of 10 pencils, wow. you know what I'm saying? Keep it moving, you know, composition books, $85, special edition. <laughs> the hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, $4 grand. Target brand. Get the Target brand. The Target brand. But now listen, Nadi, you got anything, any parting words that you'd like to say? I want everybody to be great. Oh, that's you know? just, uh, that's good. Just take good care of Yo, yourselves. I, I, we, 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 yeah. we, as a people, we go hard and there's too many of us, especially in our age group, like, they're not making it. That's true. That's true. You know? That is true. And so, Getting sick. Mm-hmm. Getting sick and just dying. We know too many great yeah, we do. people. We do. Um, who you look back and be like, how did this happen to them? But it's because wow. we, we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not preparing. Damn. It's scaring me now because I don't know no, besides Tony Rico, I don't even know no old, older black men who are fucking healthy mm-hmm. or who are here. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are gone. Sisters, man. Yo, sisters, you know. Strong be, be here with the walkers and the. You know. Yeah, but we walk around with, with a lot that's of pain. not diagnosed. Yeah, a lot of pain. And, and, and that's right. the unfortunate thing. Right. And so they are dealing with stuff but won't say it. Say it, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're so strong, yeah. they don't want anybody to worry about it. Exactly. Like you did. Yeah, like you did. Yeah. yeah. So follow your goddamn own advice. How about that? And drink your tea, your ginger tea. Out here suffering. You know what I'm saying? me ginger tea, so I'm not there. We didn't know. Yeah. Jazz, really? you ain't asked. I invited you to um, my party. You didn't. Yeah. Invited yes, you to my party, party and what? I was at the school doing three things. Yeah, and I she told was you at I was, the school. That's the she week I got sick. sick. I mean, but you didn't. But say I was supposed to go to the party. You supposed to say I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah, Come yeah. get yeah. me tea. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. yeah. Leave party, bring me tea. I cannot. Yo, I'm sick. Bring me tea. Bring me tea. Yo. 
Right. This is combine, man. We yo, we out here. Figured out. Listen, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, out here with social, social, socially distance yourself. You know, if you wash got your wash your hands and <laughs> wash the bottom and the top. You know what I'm saying? Top to bottom. Figure it out. You know, if you got uh, family members incarcerated in New York and federal, you're not going to be able to see them in 30 days. Uh, write those letters. Um, send the emails. Send emails and don't talk about the case on the phone. But yo, listen to Nadia Lopez. We, ops always listen. <laughs> ops is always listen. Yo, <laughs> read, yo, yo, I'm here to educate. Yo, it's true. She educated the people. Read, read um, her writings. Um, go online. Uh, Follow me at the Lopez Effects. Yes. Challenge yeah, yeah. yourself. Um, if you're an educator, you don't actually have to have your degree sometimes, but be committed to critical thought and 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 creating a different environment for right. our children. What's the timer is For all you guys who want to make it love a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell, <laughs> us, tell <laughs> us the titles <laughs> of it. Tell us the titles of your books. We love you, Lopez. Yeah, we love you, love you, dog. Come on, man. Come on, yo. Jazz over there jacked up. He had like 20 20 of them K's. What happened to your students when they do that? Green strings. I confiscated Yeah, he needed Look at him. He's crazy right now. You confiscated Oh, hold on. Before we leave, Butterfingers. I want to shout out. Our sister, because she posed an intervention the other day. Our brother, yeah, it's true. Let me tell you what happened. Now, this is a true story. Nima will tell you when you get out there. So, our brother Keith has a sweet tooth. And uh, doing a sit-down the other day in the office, he he was eating a... Me and, me and, me and Lopez talking, and Keith bounced through. Yeah, yeah. bounced Keith through. through with the with straight the, honey three honey buns. Three honey buns. No, but we thought it was one. one. We thought it was one. It yes. was the third one. So let's check it. What happens? You Nadi jumped on him, tried to stop it. Do do we stop it? Or he ate it. Kind of. He kind of kept, kept going. going. He kept going. He kept going. Right. Right. He shot the body, right. but, but she got on his back. She got on. She yeah. got on. Back. She definitely on his back. Yeah. Total intervention, like you know. So. The next day. No, what? No, that day he had the butterfinger. Yeah, oh yeah, butterfinger. Yeah, butterfinger. Oh, oh, yeah, he had a butterfinger tucked in his collar. So, but check it. So the next day, um. I'm I'm in, I'm going I'm going somewhere. I get a text from Stone. Stone gives a family group text with a picture of Nima's. He's like, "Your dad, look at this." It was Nima's uh, Walker. The case, you know, you yeah. flip open uh-huh. the case. It was like Mad Honey Bun wrappers. <laughs> so yes. Stone was like, "Yo, Dad, can you believe this?" And so I'm like getting on Nima, and Nima's like, "Yo, I don't even like honey buns. That ain't me." But everybody was like, yeah, right. Yo, blah, 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 Nima, you bugging. She's like, yo, I don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all must be crazy. I don't even like honey buns like that. I don't, I don't even eat them. And turns out, I said, yo, you know what? Uncle Keith had honey buns yesterday. Maybe Uncle it's his. Keith disposed of the rappers. Turns out. He disposed of the rappers. Inside of the But no, I don't think I don't think it was. I don't think. I think no, what happened, he put them in a black plastic bag. And Jet took the black plastic plastic oh. bag and oh. tried to frame Nemo and put it in the walk again. Jet. The honey bun story. All right, we out of here, man. Don't eat All honey right. buns. Them no honey buns. Coronavirus. But they are 
remedy for the coronavirus. That's what I heard. <laughs> No, they actually probably not, they probably, them shit's definitely, definitely, you know, your ass, your leg fall off. You get leg Your leg gives. Three, damn. That's like a cake. I ate them right back to back to back. Jazz, Jazz is like, I'll come to understand. Jazz, Jazz got a seven. Jazz just ate four. What is it? Sour power. Sour power. Look at them. Straws. And not even like the regular strawberry, green apple. No, green. Yo. On that note, good night. God bless.